All right, welcome to episode 34 of Clubhouse Convos. Uh, it's an NBA preview and a little sports recap episode of what's going on in uh, the world of sports, but it's your host, Colin. I'm joined by Evan today. How are you, buddy? Hello, good. Good to be with you. Uh, joined... Good to be with you. <laughs> with fucking church. <laughs> oh, fuck. No intro clip. I'm just leaving it like that. That was hysterical. <laughs> Newman, how are you doing today? I'm good. That just made my day. I just fucking beasted through a physics lab to get here on time before the Sox. <laughs> oh, that was fucking hilarious. No Dan today because he's uh, uneducated in the world of the NBA. Uh, we missed Newman on gridiron this week. I forgot to even show you out. Sorry, buddy. That's okay. <laughs> um, we heard you're picking the Giants, and we also heard you're picking the Yeah, are you fucking crazy? No. it's good picks. I did him in a rush, though, so. I mean, you're in first place by seven games, so I don't doubt you. Uh, let's talk a little MLB. Uh, ALCS will start with Houston won game four last night in a pretty defeating fashion, putting up seven runs in the ninth inning to beat Boston. I believe 9-2 was the final, 9-3. Um, yeah, it was a tough loss. Ties the series at two. We got sale going tonight. Um try and get this episode i mean it'll get out tonight but probably after the game um so yeah what are your thoughts so far through four games evan um so pretty fun series to watch lots of offense love watching all these home runs too it's i mean that's my favorite part of baseball um i've had nothing short of that here in, in the alcs um game one tough game Sox could have had it tough uh tough one with the homers to Correa and Altuve. Uh, game two uh, was just an explosion um, by the offense. Th- those two grand slams were huge. Um, game three, uh, again, another great game. You saw the Schwarber grand slam. I mean, the offense is clicking, which is what is really going to matter if this team wants to win. Uh, and obviously last night was tough, but still it's a series that, I don't know, I feel like they have to win tonight. I don't want to be down 3-2 going back to Houston for two more games. Because if that's the case, if they lose tonight, I think they lose the series. So the, yeah. tonight is pivotal. Chris Sale has to give them a good fucking start for once in the playoffs. Please step up, Chris Sale, tonight. Please. We need you now more than ever. Um, I really hope he delivers. Yeah, they got to win. It's a must win. Got to win. What are your thoughts, Newman? 100% a must win. I mean, the, the Houston bullpen is taxed. Their starting pitching is taxed. If there's ever a night that we could get a win, it has to be tonight. Graveman and Presley went last night, so the door is open to put some runs on these bomb relievers. Um, I mean, last night was tough. I mean, we were in it for eight innings after just dominating games two and three. I liked the decision to go to Uvalde there. I have no problems with it. I I think that's a great call by Cora. It just didn't work out. Obviously, kind of a quick hook, honestly. I would have let him finish with two outs. Yeah, but I mean, you got to save him in case this, he they decide to start him in game six. Uh, I mean, obviously, we won't dwell on the umpiring too much. But can I say two words? Les Diaz should be. Les Diaz is trash. Literally, okay. Look up. I want everyone to do this. Everyone who's listening, um, even you two, go look up Joe Girardi ejected versus angels it, it, it it's just it's it just shows las diaz inability to call balls and strikes i mean this ball of brett gardner hits the fucking ground and it's called the strike joe Girardi goes crazy everyone listening watching you two 
go check that go check out that clip. Yeah, I mean the umpiring last night was despicable. Most missed calls all year by an umpire. Twenty one I saw. I mean, fuck, fucking ring him up. That's disgusting. That's the same yeah. pitch Pavetta threw just to the outside corner. I know. And what's even worse is that that one that they rung up JD on and Cora comes out and you, I feel like Diaz would have thrown him out of the game, but he knew inside that he fucked up the call so bad. He couldn't throw him out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love Cora getting a little angry. Yeah. Did you have anything else to say? Newman? No, there's must win tonight. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. Yep. Um, on the flip side, in the NL, uh, Braves w- lost game three yesterday on the road in L.A. after winning the first two in walk-off fashion in Atlanta. Um, kind of looked like the Braves were going to win this one, too. Up 5-2 in the eighth. Uh, Dodgers storm back. Bellinger, three-run homer. They win 6-5. Uh, pretty deflating if you're Atlanta, I got to believe, to uh, one's close game one and game two with walk-offs and then again you know have your biggest lead really of the series and then to spoil it um probably not sitting well they play again tonight um predictions i'm, I'm saying atlanta bounces excuse me bounces back uh i think last night the braves it sucks because i really like the braves but i feel like last night they just lost the series it's still so early i understand but I mean, you could have gone up 3-0. And to have that Bellinger homer and then the bets hit, so deflating for that team. Dodgers get two more games at home. They're such a dominant home team. We know what the starting pitching can do. I think last night, yesterday, is just a game that they'll look back on and say, fuck, we should have had that one. That one cost us. They should have won. I think they'll say that regardless of how the series turns out. I, I, I don't think that they'll win the series. Is kind of I don't – yeah, I don't think they're going to win the series either. I think, I think though, if you ask most people after game two who you think would win the series, I think they would still say the Dodgers. I think yeah, the yeah. Dodgers couldn't let it go to 3-0, and and they didn't. They executed when it mattered most uh, after Bueller had a rocky start, so way to pick him up. I mean, today's crucial. I think if you're Atlanta, you need to win one, one of these games uh, in L.A. here. Um, you know, uh, on the mound – Probably his first postseason start, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he, you're, and he's you're interesting race. because he was dominant before he had that hand injury that when he punched a wall or something. Yeah. Um, dominant beforehand. When he came back, he wasn't as sharp. You saw the strikeouts were down, um, and the home runs were up. So, we'll we'll see. But I don't. Know, I think this the series is. I don't want to say the series is over, but like that game last night, Atlanta should have fucking had. They should should have been up 3-0. Yeah. Dora got that one. Um, let's move on to a little NHL talk just quickly. Uh opening week. Any quick reactions? I have a couple. Um, what the fuck is the schedule? The Bruins have only played one game. They're the only I know, right? In the NHL to play one game, which just means we're gonna get fucked on the back end because that's all the NHL wants to do is fuck Boston. Um it's kind of fucked up, and I'm pissed. I've only gotten to watch one game. Um, I think Seattle is going to struggle early. They've struggled to score, and they've struggled to stop their opponents from scoring, despite Grubauer in net. Um, what else was I going to say? Montreal without Carey Price is a bad team. Um, Minnesota looks fucking great. And my breakout player, Eric Sinek, with a hat trick last night. Yeah. So, shout out to him. Anything you guys would like to touch upon? 
Newman, you want to go before me? Yeah, I mean, I think for me as the the resident Tampa fan, it's very clear that we missed that third line of Coleman, Goudreau, and whoever the fuck was there. Um, Gord. Um, Gord, yeah. Yeah, Yanni Gord. Um, there's really no checking anymore. Uh, they look very flat. And obviously Kucherov probably going to need surgery, which really sucks uh, for the Lightning. It sucks for my fantasy team. Um but I feel like it sucks for Kutra most of all. I mean, he got named to the Olympic team. He's probably going to miss it, which really sucks for him. I, I know he was really excited to play for Russia. Um, and the absence of Kutra is fucking killing Tampa because their power play is like, I think, dead last in the league right now um, in efficiency. Oh, so it is quite apparent uh, that we need him back, but he needs surgery. So You know what they say. It's hard to win games when you're not 18 million over the cap. Oh my At god! At least I think that's what they say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, some quick notes for me: Buffalo's three and zero. Won't last, but I mean, give it to them. They're three and zero. Colin, you brought up Montreal. Uh, for me in the Western Conference, Chicago's been so underwhelming. Flurry's really struggled out of the gate, especially in that game when he went back to Pittsburgh, had to get pulled after allowing four goals. Um, Arizona looks like dog shit. I think we all had them, you know, bottom of the barrel. Um, Oilers look fucking good. They might look like yeah. one of the better teams. I mean, them and the Panthers right now to me have been the most impressive teams to start out. McDavid doing incredible things with dry sidle. And even if Mike Smith lets in five, they're still beating them. Uh, got me negative 4.25 points last night. Uh, although I added Zuccarello who had eight yesterday. Um, other than that, Kraken, yeah, I'm not high on the Kraken. Didn't have them in. The Ducks look pretty good, um, which is kind of surprising so far. They're two and two, but like the game they lost last night to Edmonton was was a toughie. And why the fuck did the Bruins only play one game? Yeah, it's trash. Bazzy's killing me in fantasy. Bazzy's killing me watching him. I mean, real quick, I, we've we've been touching on him lately. Carter Hutton, how the fuck is that guy a number one goaltender oh, yeah. on the team? That's despicable. Fourteen goals in two games. <laughs> like, holy it's shit. absolutely vile. Cut him. Why is he not cut? I don't know. Horrific. Like, what team is he playing for? Coyotes. Oh, oh God. Well, look, they're moving out of Arizona, and uh, they're trying to leave a good impression. <laughs> trying to leave a good impression in the city of Phoenix. Um, let's get into the NBA. Uh, I know none of us want to really talk about the NBA. But uh, some of the fans might like it, and who knows? Maybe we'll have a little fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we touch upon our award predictions and things of that nature, the Ben Simmons drama that's unfolding in Philadelphia is quickly becoming a spectacle. Um, He finally was convinced to come back to the team, goes to practice, and, uh, you know, Doc Rivers asks him to participate in a defensive drill. He says no. Rivers asks again. He says no again. Um, Rivers tells him he should leave. Simmons takes his phone out of his pocket, which might be the funniest story of all time, and just walks out the court on his phone. Uh, (laughs) It's pretty fucking crazy. Embiid, after practice, was like, yeah, I really don't give a fuck about that guy in different, nicer words than that. Um, Quickly, before I turn it over to you guys, Dan texted me. Uh, from a Sixers fan, please get out. Such a baby. Um, so Dan clearly not happy with Simmons. Uh, I think he's being a fucking little baby as well. Um, other words you could use there. Um, but yeah, to me, it's just like 
this is a business. It's your job. You get paid millions of millions of millions of dollars. Um, and you know, a fucking real estate agent doesn't go up to his fucking, you know, mortgage guy or whatever. I don't know how that shit works. A banker doesn't go up to the head of the bank and be like, fucking trade me to another bank. I don't want to work here no more. And it's not because you're not paying me enough. I just don't want to be here anymore. That's just not how the world works. Uh, I don't really like that. That's how sports is trending. Um, but that's my opinion. Looks like you two are both fucking focused on your phone. So who wants to go? <laughs> I mean, I, you hit it on the head. Fuck Ben Simmons. I mean, I, when I was doing the research for the award predictions, some some bozo picked him for defensive player of the year. And I, I spit out my water. Like, how the fuck is he going to win if he's not playing? <laughs> but it's just despicable. I mean, yeah, I, he's so useless anyway on the floor. I think they're better off without him at this point. But, like, I don't know. Can they trade him? Like, I don't even think anyone fucking wants him. No. I wouldn't. Nobody wants the guy. Um, I don't know. It just – he seems obviously to be such a selfish prick. Um, and it's like, dude, like, I, the team is fed up with them. The coach is fed up with them. Like, it, it becomes a point. Like, what do you do? Like, even after he serves that one-game suspension, like, what do you guys think happens? He just continues to bitch and moan, and they don't play him, and he fucking rots away on the bench. Nobody wants him. If somebody wanted him, they would have traded for him. I mean, yeah, I I, I don't know what will happen. I mean, Seth Curry is the backup point guard there, right? So I don't necessarily think, you know, having Ben Simmons in is over Seth Curry is that much of a – that I don't think that hurts him that much. Having Seth in, no Ben, no, I don't know. So I don't know. I think the dude's a little prick, though. Like him and Kyrie, like people like that. Like, yeah. I, why do these athletes exist only in the NBA and not other sports? Because they've gotten what they wanted for a long time. It's just crazy. But like, you could say the same thing about like gifted athletes in, in other sports. I, I can't think of anything like this in in any other sport that's happened. People just no. fucking bitch. It's like the NBA is, is a wussy sport. Yes. Uh, let's move on to our uh, NBA award predictions and things of that nature. Uh, so similar to the NHL, a couple breakout players. Um, I guess I'll go first for these. Um, two big NBA names that most people will know. Uh, Jordan Poole of the Golden State Warriors, Kobe White of the Chicago Bulls. I both think are going to have good years. Um, Jordan Poole, good shooter out of Michigan. Um, I believe first round pick struggled for the first two years of his career, had 20 points last night in the win over the Lakers. I expect him to have a large role, especially while Clay Thompson's out and Kobe white kind of just got pushed um, to the background with Lonzo ball coming in and Levine kind of playing more of a point role lately. Um, coming off the bench, I think it's going to be good for him. I think he's going to have a huge year off the bench. And quick Celtics shout out, Aaron Naismith. Uh, hoping this guy is a, a 15 points a night type of guy this year. That'd be a breakout for me. Ev? So for me, a team I really like, a team I really liked last year in the playoffs, uh, going to Atlanta, going to go with Kevin Herter here. I believe he'll be operating as the sixth man, but this dude is a baller, shoots the three so well, is really good defensively. Uh, and he's on a team where, you know, you get Trey Young, ball movement's really good there. 
going to have opportunities to shoot the basketball, play like 25 minutes a night. I really like the kid. So he's, he's on, he's on my list. I also want Seth Curry. I mentioned him earlier, Ben Simmons. I think the drama will carry on like Colin noted. So I think Seth Curry is going to have to play an important role on this team. I'll have to shoot a lot of three balls. And you know, he's also a pretty good player defensively. So those are my two breakout players. I like both of them. And if I were to be playing fantasy basketball, I'd like to try to grab them both. <laughs> Let me tell you from experience, fantasy basketball is fucking shit. So, <laughs> um, so my two, I have two breakout players. First one, Jaron Jackson Jr. missed almost the entire season last year with injury, but before that was putting up some pretty fantastic numbers. Uh, so I'm hoping, barring another injury, he fucking goes nuts. And then similar to Evan, I have Tyrese Maxey, the other point guard uh, in the, with the Sixers, kind of broke onto the scene. Um, when the Sixers were down with COVID troubles uh, early last season, averaged like 25 points a game for a week stretch. And with Ben Simmons out, I think he's probably going to fill the point guard role uh, with Curry moving over to shooting guard. So I think he's poised for a big year. Good picks, gentlemen. Uh, how about some underachieving players? I only have one, uh, mostly because I, I'm not a huge basketball fan anymore. I don't know that many guys in the league, to be honest. When I was doing this, it's a little challenging. Um, but I'm picking Pascal Siakam as my underachieving player. I'm not very high on the Raptors. Um, I felt like watching Siakam in the playoff series against Boston last year, Two years ago, he kind of only had one move, and it's like in the post, and it wasn't that efficient. Um, I don't really think he's that great of a player. Uh, I know he had a great rookie year, um, but I don't know. There's not many, not much talent left around him, and I think uh, the Raptors will struggle this year. I'm going to go – I have a couple players. Uh, first off, I'm going to go Julius Randle. I was not over, overly impressed with his performance in the playoffs last year, I thought the Atlanta Hawks really stifled him when he went up against a bigger four. He just kind of played small. I thought he relied way too much on the three ball rather than getting to a spot in the mid range, getting in the paint. Um, I thought he relied on that too much. And I don't know. I'm just not big on the Knicks this year. I thought last year was kind of a fluke. Um, so we'll see. They added Kemba, they added Fournier. So we'll see if, if that has any effect, but I'm just not high on Joyce Randall, who got a lot of press last year, being the best player on the Knicks. And then secondly, I'm going to go Wiggins. I don't really know what his situation is right now, whether he's able to play games or not, but I don't know if he's vaxxed yet. He might not be. So he's on the list just simply because he won't be playing games, um, for them. And that'll hurt the Warriors chances to, to win and it'll hurt his stats. Yeah, that's some good picks. Similar to my picks because I have the Knicks tandem backcourt of Derek Rose and Kemba Walker, um, two old motherfuckers who kind of just don't <laughs> have it anymore. I mean, for D Rose, Evan, like you said, they brought in Kemba, they bring in Fournier. I think that backcourt's just a little too crowded for right now. He might get pushed to the back, and I don't think he's going to put up anywhere near the the average numbers he put up last year. And Kemba, I just feel like Kemba just doesn't have it anymore. I feel like Julius Randle, he's going to be the focal point of the offense, so you're not going to see a lot of the passing and scoring that Kemba didn't bring to the Celtics, but he could bring to other teams. Um, <laughs> and I saw people were drafting him really high in fantasy basketball, so I think they're mistaken. Oh God. What are they, one? An injured player after a month? <laughs> um. The next on the list is a surprising team, good or bad. I'm not sure if you guys did both. 
Uh, I took the Chicago Bulls as a good surprise this year. I like them a lot. I love what they did in the offseason. We've talked about it a bunch when we've talked about uh, the NBA. I think Chicago is going to be really good this year. And I think Atlanta is also going to surprise teams with just how good they are. Um, they're really good to me. Love Trey Young. Thought about him for MVP. Uh, went another direction. But I like Atlanta a lot. And I love Nate McMillan. We'll touch upon later. Uh, for me, my surprise team is the Boston Celtics. Uh, I know it's not really much of a surprise, but in the NBA, I feel like everybody knows who the good teams are and who the bad teams are, and there's never really too much variation between the two. So I got Boston. I think Boston's going to be top four in the East, um, assuming everybody stays healthy. I really liked what they did in the offseason. I think Shooter's a big ad. I think Horford's a big ad. I know he got COVID. I, I assume he'll be – is he ready tonight? Is does, do they open tonight? Yeah, I don't think they do. Okay, but I, I like them um, a lot. I like the coach, uh, Udoka. Uh, on the other hand, a, a team I don't like. I mean, I have Dallas seventh in the East, or sorry, in the West. So could say them. I think they, they get a lot of hype. And uh, I don't know. There's just a lot of pressure on Luka because of it. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, I almost went Chicago with Scully. I went with the other intriguing team in the East. I went the Miami Heat. Um, I mean, two years ago, they were in the finals and they seemingly just dropped off a cliff last year. But I think they're going to bounce back. Obviously, Kyle Lowry, I think, was a fucking amazing signing for them. Or did they trade for him? They signed him. They signed him. Yeah. Uh, I think he fits in great. They needed some perimeter defense. And I think he brings that. You got Duncan Robinson. He's got some financial security now. He doesn't have to worry about that. Just shoot the ball. Uh, Jimmy, I think, is a fantastic player. And Bam, who I mean, I'll touch on him later is a fantastic defender, fantastic player in the post. Uh, I just like their team all the way around. They have P.J. Tucker, um, got him. So very complete team now. Yeah. Um, I'll give uh, Dan's here. He said underachieving teams, Nets, 76ers, Jeez. sleeper teams, Mavericks, Knicks. Um, and we'll go, we'll go into MVP next. So I will just say Dan's, he's got Luka Dantich winning MVP. Uh, so Dan clearly high on the Dallas Mavericks on, unlike Evan. Yeah. Um, my MVP this year is Steph Curry. Uh, he had a huge bounce back year last year. Warriors, uh, fell victim to the play in tournament, didn't actually make the playoffs. Um, but I expect, you know, I know Clay's coming back in January and it's not going to be the same Clay right away, um, but they're going to gel amazingly. I think Jordan Poole is going to have a great year. Uh, Draymond's still an elite defender and Steph is Steph. He just makes things happen. They had the seventh and 14th round uh, overall picks this year. So good infusion of rookie talent as well. I like the Warriors this year and I think Steph's going to be a huge part of it. Also, first triple-double last night since 2016. Never would have guessed he's been five years with a triple-double. Oh, that's crazy. Um, So mine, I'm going to go Embiid just based on the fact that I thought he was maybe going to win it last year. Obviously didn't. Um, But he's going to be relied upon to do things that are just unbelievable. Like He's going to have to put up 40 points a night really carried that offense and I think he's capable of doing it I think he is a legitimate superstar in this league I'm sure many people would agree um I like him a lot like I said gonna have to wear a lot of that pressure I still think Philly's gonna be pretty good so uh, I'm gonna go Simmons or Simmons (laughs) I'm gonna go Embiid a sleeper pick I love Tatum um so I'll go sleeper for Tatum 
Browns. Oh, I don't have a sleeper. Newman, what do you think? Uh, I have Embiid as well. Um, Thought he had a chance to win it last year, and I think he's going to be playing pissed off, which is always a good thing. Um, Bullying people. Yeah, big role for them now with with Ben Simmons. Not that Ben Simmons was scoring much anyway, but like I think they're going to have to rely on Embiid more. I also think Giannis could easily just win it again. I mean, you saw last night he was fucking dominant against the Nets. So, I mean, I think he's probably the front runner to start. But anyone, Luca, maybe even Trey Young could sneak into that conversation as some of the top guards. So, fun to Trey Young was my going to be my sleeper. Um, that's all on MVP. We'll go to Rookie of the Year. I have Cade Cunningham of the Detroit Pistons. Um, I see Evans pick who I like a lot. I maybe would have considered him had I remembered about him. Um. <laughs> But, no, I'm going to stick with Cunningham, first overall pick, great scorer, great facilitator, and there's really nobody else to create plays in Detroit outside of him. A lot of good wing players and forwards there, but no real guards. So, uh, I think Cunningham's going to have a good year for Detroit. Uh, I went with the fifth overall pick, Jalen Suggs from Gonzaga. Absolute baller. Uh, He played a preseason game at the TD Garden. And he looks just so comfortable, just drilling threes, getting to the hoop. He's going to be like, like similar to MB, he's just going to be relied on to do a lot of scoring. I think he's more than capable of doing it. Absolute. I think he's going to be a star in this league one day. Super high on him. And I think it was a perfect fit with the Magic. So I, I got Jalen Suggs for rookie of the year. I like Suggs a lot. It's a great pick. I like Suggs a lot too. Uh, I went Cunningham. I think he's just the most complete player player of the class. Uh, I think that'll help him overcome playing for Detroit. Uh, I think it's probably going to be a two-way race with him and Jalen Green of the Rockets, um, who I think went second. I could yes. be wrong. Yeah, he did, yeah. Because, you know, someone has to score for the Rockets, um, and he kind of is the only one there who can score. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if he outright won it, but I will stick with the, the number one overall pick in Kate Cunningham for now. Moving on to defensive player of the year. Um, I know Gobert back to back. He's definitely the favorite to do it again this year. Um, but I'm going to go with Giannis. Uh, he's just such a menace, such a freak athletically. His defense is phenomenal. Um, has he won one yet? Um, I think so. Well, he's due for another then. <laughs> um. I went with Anthony Davis. I think he's just going to be coming out pissed off. Everyone called him like a little bitch in the playoffs, which he kind of did play like one. He went fucking nowhere. Like, where the fuck was he in that series against the Suns? Um, Just a huge body. You know, he blocks shots better than anybody. Um, And obviously a good Laker team. So he's my pick. That's a solid pick. Um like I mentioned, I'm going Bam out of bio here. I think there's only a select few number of guys in the league that can defend at all three levels, uh, and I think he's one of them. I think Giannis probably fits that mold as well. Um, but I think Bam, his defense is so underrated. I mean, I just think back to when he fucking stuffed Tatum at the rim in that playoff mm-hmm. game. Um, yeah. But he, he's such a fantastic player. He's going to be a huge part of the Heat, uh, heat success this year. A great pick, Newman. A uh, couple more awards here. Sixth man of the year. Uh, I talked about Kobe White earlier. I think he's going to be playing six man role for the Chicago Bulls, who I'm high on this year. 
And I think uh, just coming off the bench is going to relieve a lot of pressure that he had on him. He was an early first-round draft pick, uh, started right away. Kind of tough to play with Zach Levine, who is a dominant ball carrier when you've been the dominant ball handler um, for most of your career. Uh, so I think coming off the bench is going to help White a lot, and I expect him to have a great year. Uh, for six-man, I'm going with the reigning uh, six-man of the year. I got to go Clarkson. Just because in that system, he's playing large amounts of minutes, and he's also asked to do a lot, really athletic, shoots the three well, defends, really does everything the right way. Uh, and I remember watching some jazz games last year um, and just seeing this guy. He makes an impact when he's on the floor. I have no reason to not believe that he could do it again. It's just a matter of if someone else breaks out on a different team more than, say, he does. But, I mean, Clarkson's impact last year on the jazz team whew, was good. And I have Utah number one in the West again, so it's got to be him for me. Yeah, I think for six man, it really comes down to the situation and not how skilled the player is. Like you see Lou Williams win it over and over again just because the Clippers like deployed him in a lot of different ways. So I agree, Evan. I think Clarkson is poised to win it again just because the way they use him, it's almost as if he's a starter uh, with mm-hmm. the minutes he plays and the, the the time he gets with the ball. So I think it's he's definitely the favorite this year. Um, they're not changing anything about their system. So I think he probably wins it again. Yeah, Clarkson, real good player. Um, Coach of the year. I have Nate McMillan of the Atlanta Hawks. I said earlier, really high on them this year, high on Trey Young. Uh, And as his first year as head coach, I think you saw when he took over for Lloyd Pierce last year, things went really well for Atlanta. I think they'll build upon that late season success and uh, have a really good regular season this year. Yeah, I actually agree. I said McMillan as well. If they had an award for coach of the playoffs, he would have definitely got it. Uh, just his in-game management last year was was really impressive. Um, and he just – you could tell that he had a grip on on the team. He had control of the locker room. Everyone listened when he talked. He just has that impact. That when the, Pist- or the Pacers fired him, it was a little – like, I don't know, it came out of nowhere. I think he's a really smart mind. I really like the Hawks. They're young. They're still up and coming. Um, so he, he's, he's my pick uh, for coach of the year. Yeah, making a clean sweep. I have Nate McMillan as well. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, I have the Hawks as, I think, third in the East this year, so I think he'll be a huge part of that. And I think he did a good job when he took over, kind of controlling. I know there was all that tension with Trey Young and Collins. I think he did a good job managing the, the locker room. And I thought he was a good coach in that Knicks series. I thought he managed the team well. So I think he was primed to replicate that. I love him this year. Uh, last award, uh, most improved player. Um I'm going to, I'll tell you what I wrote down, but I'm going to change my pick. It just came to me last second. Uh, I had Michael Porter Jr. put down. He got a huge bag this offseason. Um, but a guy who maybe expected to get a big bag this offseason and did not is DeAndre Ayton. I think he's going to come out pissed off. I think he's going to be playing for a lot of money. And I think he's going to, obviously, he wants a lot of money. Uh, I think he's going to play up to that. I wouldn't be surprised to see him emerge as like a, 22 and 11 type guy, a really solid two-way big man who puts up a lot of points and grabs a lot of boards. You want I, I went with Sexton. There was just a lot of drama in the offseason about they just weren't able to get to an extension. He's going to be an RFA next summer. Um, but for me, I really like this kid. He was a high draft pick. Um, I think they just got to give him the keys and let him let him really run the offense and I know the Cavs aren't too good, but I think he's in a position where he 
has the potential to make a serious impact. I like Sexton a lot. I like Sexton a lot too. Those are some good picks. I'm actually gonna go with the guy Scully's been talking about, Jordan Poole of the Warriors. Um, the guy I, I loved watching in the tournament when he played for Michigan. He was super fun to watch. Um, but yeah, the opportunity is just there for him um, with Clay out. I think he's gonna move into a bigger role. Uh, to compliment Steph Curry, and he's a good shooter, so I think he should find a way. Obviously, he put up a lot of good numbers last night um, in their win over the Lakers. Also, Russell Westbrook, holy shit. Do you see his stat terrible. line? Terrible. What, what uh, was it? Eight points on four eight of points. 13 shooting. Yeah, LeBron and AD, I think, at 35 apiece, and then fucking Ooh. Russ was And terrible. I saw some fucking graphic this morning, Lakers big three in their first game, and I'm like, eat my ass. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Pretty pathetic. But yeah, Jordan Poole's my pick. I think I think he's got a good shot with the opportunity he's getting. It's a good pick, Newman. Um, is there anything NBA related you guys want to add? I don't have anything. I don't think anything anything else. Then it's time for the rant. Let's go. Here's my rant this week. I'm fired up. Uh, the clock has started. So uh, yesterday I took a midterm yesterday on my computer. Um, this class is, uh, I was a little bit of a dummy, signed up for a class in Manchester and Durham. So it's like online, which <laughs> I didn't realize. So I've been taking this online class. It's weather. Uh, it's pretty easy. Gen ed, you know, counts as a lab. It's, it's a good class for me to take. Taking the midterm yesterday, I had a pretty good grade in the class. Um, taking the midterm, you know, it's open note. And I had a, you know, a sheet ahead of me uh, beforehand, like with all the questions, basically. And uh, I'm doing it. And I'm like checking my notes. I'm like, all right, I know this stuff. Like, I feel really good about this. 115 multiple choice questions. Took me about an hour and a half. Uh, so I finish, you know, I hit submit and it grades it right away. <laughs> I'm not going to say what I got, but fuck multiple choice questions, man. I went back and looked at it and there was at least 10 questions that I had changed from the correct answer to a wrong answer just because that shit just gets in your fucking head and newman i know you don't get this because you get 100 on fucking everything because you're smart as shit but the multiple choices just twists your brain and makes you think that you're wrong when you're fucking right and i can't stand it and i, I don't have much else to say um well, what besides do you prefer? i would prefer every test to be a fucking essay because I'll, oh. I'll write an a every time the multiple choice i can't do i just can't fucking do it so that's the end of my rant, uh, about 30 seconds short. Well, most people, I feel like, would disagree with you. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> no, definitely. Most people would definitely disagree, but fuck, man. Suck at multiple choice. <laughs> I always have. Yeah, I think mean, the quicker you learn to stick with your first choice, the better. That's what yeah. I've learned. Well, the problem to me is, like, I don't really know the materials, so I'm like, oh, you know, I go back and forth between two, yeah. and then... Is it maybe because you're just gulping in your room during the class? <laughs> There's a high probability that there is a chance my uh, my putting could be throwing off. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, Evan. I mean, just, just a little food for thought there. Bro. <laughs> I appreciate that. Also, why the hell is the class in Manchester? That's just so stupid. Well, it's really nowhere. It's in the guy's uh, home. He just teaches <laughs> from his house. <laughs> it's all online. Oh. Like, my labs are Word documents. Well, online classes suck. Yeah. That was proven a year ago. Yeah. Uh, you guys have anything terrible. else to add to the pod, or should we wrap this? Just sale, sale you better give me a good I sale. can't believe we finished this between, before 5.08. Yeah, it's like a 30-minute pod. Yeah. Score predictions. A lot, a lot of good content, though. Yeah. Score predictions? Oh.
Uh, score predictions for Sox, and then Newman will end the recording. Um, okay. We'll say 6-4 Sox win. Sale gives up three. I expect a great outing from Hauk out of the pen. All right, I'm going to go 9-8 Red Sox. It's going to be a high-scoring game. I mean, an Astros starter, the way it's trending, they won't last more than two innings. Uh, sale, I would expect, and I'm hoping it doesn't happen, but, like, I, I expect him to get hit by all those right-handed bats in the lineup, the Bregmans, the Altuves, the Correas of the world. Um, I'm going to say 9-8, crazy high-scoring game, lots of homers, fun, fun game to watch. I'm ready. Let me yeah, change I'm, mine. I'm going seven five. I'm going. Seven, oh, I was just about to say seven five. All right, yeah, I'm I feel on, like there's going to be more runs. No, no, no. no, on, no we can go halvesies. Yeah, definitely. I'm going seven five. Sales going to yeah. give up all five though. <laughs> he might. No faith in the fucking guy. He's got. He's got to earn the faith. He's got to. Earn I the hope he shuts. I mean, how long does he go today? If he's pitching well, does he go more than five? Probably yes. not. Like similar to Eros. Four or five. I don't know. You ride it like it depends on the pitch count and where like how the game has been trending like. If it's two nothing and he starts walking guys and you can tell the command is he's losing the command, take him out. But if he's rolling and they're not hitting him or hitting for good contact against him, then keep him in. Yeah. All right. That's all we got. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Later. Yeah. Go Sox. Go Sox. Put your tears away in the fear today. You can drive off towards that summertime sunset. It's what you ain't done yet. Take the keys, leave the regrets. Write your letters, place your bets. I'll be the one who would say.